0: Hello, I'm from here in the Holy Land. Welcome to Conversations with Ya'el Podcast. I'm your host, Ya'el Eckstein, President and CEO of the International Fellowship of Christians and Jews. Each month, I will invite leading thought leaders, pastors, rabbis, and other influential guests to discuss the importance of Israel in the world today. For those familiar with my weekly podcast, Nourish Your Biblical Roots, which explores the Jewish roots of the Christian faith. This podcast takes that understanding and translates it into ongoing support for Israel among Christians and the critical need to nurture that support with the next generation of Christians. Join me now as we begin this important dialogue. Today, I welcome back to the podcast one of Israel and the Fellowship's true friends, former member of the U.S. Congress and the current dean of Regent University's Robertson School of Government, Michelle Bachman. Dean Bachman, welcome. I wish that we were talking under better circumstances, but I can think of no better person than you to join me on today's podcast to discuss the current situation in Ukraine. We are all witnessing events that have not been experienced on European soil since World War II. The scenes from Ukraine are truly heartbreaking, but the fellowship is on the ground, as we have been for over 30 years, helping evacuate children, providing life-saving aid, and delivering food to those elderly too infirm to leave their homes. We're on the ground getting the people aid that they need to stay alive. But there's so much more that needs to be done which is why we are so grateful for the support of friends like you dean bachman welcome back it is wonderful to be with you
1: yale it is wonderful to be with you i wish we were talking about a happier subject but i will also say i'm so thankful for the international fellowship of Christians and Jews, now is when we are needed more than ever. And sometimes organizations are created for a time in the future when when they will be able to deploy their mission statement in a way that is needed and it couldn't be set up so quickly. So thank God for 30 years of foundation being laid because now the need is greater than I think we have ever seen before.
0: Wow. Dean Bachman, you have just articulated what has been going through my mind since this war started, that we were created for such a time as this, that for the past 30 years, we've been able to, thank God, provide those basic needs for the Jewish community on the ground. Mm -hmm. But it's never been as desperate as the situation now. And if we weren't there with that deep infrastructure, you can't start setting it up now. So praise God that you said that so perfectly that God has been building everything up for this moment. Yes.
1: Yes. Because this is a time for unity for those who are on the side of peace. It's a time for unity. And that's why the fellowship between christians and jews is to come together to serve for the humanitarian and the relief of people who are being unjustly killed in the ukrainian region i know this morning i was just reading reports that it was an it's an excess of 660,000 most likely 700,000 refugees have already left ukraine the estimates are that a million will be leaving ukraine and so When people leave, that means that those are the people able to leave. So the people who are left behind, generally speaking, tend to be, of course, there's the fighters who are left behind, but the people who are left behind most likely are the people who are least able to take care of themselves. They're elderly, they're sick, they're disabled. They have fewer people to take care of them than ever before. scarce economic resources. So this is when we are commanded in the Bible to be the hands and feet of our Heavenly Father. We are commanded to go now and serve those who are suffering and being taken away to death and those who have been unrighteously killed in this invasion. Amen.
0: Amen. You know, I was on the ground in Kiev around a week and a half before the war began. And I went to do ministry work to bring food to the elderly, to provide medicine, to get an idea of what was happening a week Mm -hmm. and a half before the war and what we Mm -hmm. had to prepare for. And thank God I was able to go on behalf of the International Fellowship of Christians and Jews with the backing of millions of Christians uh, to go and tell the Jewish community there: stock up on basic needs. Because the community centers are a center for everyone Jews and non-jews alike That's Jews right. and That's Christians right. and we were able to stockpile food that right now the only reason why they had food in Kiev for example when there was a three-day closure enough food to support 50 families often in one room with one bathroom they had food because of the work of the fellowship
1: yes. but I
0: remember I visited one elderly woman a Holocaust survivor and uh, right before I got there she fell and she broke her hip she was in bed and she didn't even even have pain medication or food before I got there. And I said, what would you have done if we didn't come right now? And she said, you came from Cod because I wouldn't have survived. I can't get out of bed. I have a broken hip. And I can't stop thinking of her, Dean Bachman, because it's exactly what you said. She can't go and evacuate. She can't cross the border. And there are so many people like her who stay behind and without us
1: would have no one to care for them. That's right. War is personal. Yes, it's very personal because it's about people. And what is indescribable in this case is the fact that these seem to be indiscriminate bombings, bombings almost designed to touch civilians. Normally, that is not something that happens. But when civilians are hurt again, you're talking about the weakest, the most vulnerable. The hospitals are disrupted, supply lines are disrupted, food chains are disrupted. And so what is it that people need in a time of war? They need to have the absolute essentials, the basics. We take it for granted every day, but food is scarce and almost impossible to find. Clean water, the medical supplies that are needed. Thank God for International Fellowship of Christians and Jews to be foresighted enough to recognize that this while it may have been an eventuality, the fellowship of Christians and Jews saw that this w- was going to come. They got supplies ahead of time. They couldn't have gotten the supplies ahead of time if supporters hadn't already given the money to the International Fellowship of Christians and Jews to get those much-needed supplies there. Once a war begins, yeah. it's far more difficult to get yes. the supplies in. So thank God that you are foresighted enough through the Organization of International Fellowship of Christians and Jews to go in ahead of time and bring supplies in. But those supplies don't last long. Exactly. They have to be refreshed. Yes, Yes, it's it's
0: exactly correct. And now we're at that point where yes. after over a week of war, you have to start creating a humanitarian corridor to get supplies in. And it's going to happen. And we have to be prepared on the border to be able to drive it and distribute it yes. to all the different cities that are running low on medicine and on food. I got a call today about two babies. There's actually um, a Jewish family who found a surrogate in Ukraine. And she was pregnant with twins and she gave birth. Two months early, the babies are in a hospital in the middle of Kiev, Mm. in the middle Mm. of where all the fighting is, the head nurse left, and they're there just with a caretaker connected to all the tubes, Mm. and they didn't have formula, and within two hours of me getting that call... fellowship was able to bring those babies formula. So it's exactly what you're saying, supplies are running low. And because we're able to prepare for it beforehand, we still have some left. But my prayers are that we'll be able to get more humanitarian supplies in before there's a crisis that we haven't experienced humanitarian levels like that in my lifetime.
1: No, we haven't seen this on our our televisions. We haven't read about this in our newspapers, but you're exactly right. Right, and thank you for bringing up the matter of prayer. Prayer isn't just a nice little fluffy afterthought that we um, almost use it as magic, make a wish. That isn't it at all. It is communication with our Heavenly Father. Mm. And so both Jews and Christians take prayer extremely seriously. And so as seriously as we take the practical of bringing the supplies, we also take very seriously prayer. Ukraine is in a difficult place, a very difficult place. And one thing that I was surprised, too, when I was doing some more um, intensive reading this morning, I discovered that Ukraine, of all of the nations on Earth, Ukraine and South Korea have the lowest birth rates. And this this isn't just recent. This is going back to 1990 and the fall of the Soviet Union. You know, the population of Ukraine in 1990 was 51.5 million people. Today, the population is 40 million. Can you imagine? Ukraine has lost 20% of its population because people aren't reproducing. And so what does that mean for Ukraine? That means the population skews older, sicker in more need of help and the younger people who haven't been born for the last 30 years aren't there to be the nurses in the hospital, to be the doctors, to be the firefighters and the police and and all the people that are needed in society. So imagine that. The population is diminished because they're not reproducing. When you have instability, then you're less likely to have children for the future. And so that's why it's even more imperative for Christians and Jews from around the world, from America, from Israel, from all over the world, because Ukraine has been in such a diminished state. Here's one other fact if I could offer. I also read today that the average income in Ukraine is $300 a month. So think of that. That works out to $3,600 a year. The people in Ukraine are suffering, and they need the rest of us across the world who have means to pour into that nation to help them in the midst of suffering.
0: It is so hard to comprehend sitting in our luxury of the Western world with a full Pantry. Not that there isn't hunger where where we live. Unfortunately, there's hunger right. everywhere, yeah. both in America and Israel and across Europe. But in Ukraine, I know I've never seen poverty it's like what I saw level. in Ukraine. Yeah. elderly women with a well in their backyard and no running water. The only food they have is what they grow in their garden in the summer and then pickle for the winter. It's something that we we can't comprehend unless we see it firsthand. The average, what, what the elderly stipend in Ukraine is, it hasn't changed since communism. It's $76 a month. And the prices are regular Europe. So what you're saying is so critical and it all goes back to to how you opened that prayer all of this is only possible be because of prayer. I keep yes. on having this verse from Psalms and going through my mind, "Anenu I will answer you on the day that you call. Yes. And what I yes. feel is that God is waiting for us to call. He wants Amen. us to call out to their, him. He's there listening, saying, Amen. I want to give you everything. I want to help you. Just call out to me. Yes. And what I see in this war is that I've never seen the world so unified in calling out for something. Yes. But, I also say, why does they have to take war for us, us to be unified? Why does they have to take this tragedy for us to call out in unity to God to say, save these people? Yes. And that's when I start thinking as a Jewish woman, as the granddaughter of a Holocaust survivor from Germany who lost all of his family in the Holocaust to the Nazis the importance of israel and when i see how these jews are escaping and able to come to israel yes i i just get the chills down my spine because during the holocaust there was nowhere to escape to there they didn't have an israel to go to and we know that whenever there's instability in a country anti-semitism is significantly on the rise so i'm wondering dean bachman as a woman of faith who's been to Israel, who's traveled around Europe, how do you relate the story of Aliyah and Israel to what's
1: happening right now? Well, I've been to Ukraine multiple times as well. I've been, I've been to Ukraine on official business. I've been there on spiritual business to pray with people in Ukraine and the same with Israel. There is a link and the link is one of faith. Yes. And so, that we need to recognize that in Ukraine, there are brothers and sisters who are suffering, and Israel is the light to the nations. God created Israel. We know from the book of Genesis, Israel was created by God. It is God's idea with God's people. He began with his man, Abraham, and he gave the promise to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob and their descendants. And for what period of time? Forever. Mm -hmm. That he would give them a specific land that he outlined in the Bible, the geographic dimension, forever, and that that nation would be a blessing to the world. This is how this is a fulfillment of that scripture, Gail, because Israel is being a blessing to the nations through the International Fellowship of Christians and Jews. We are partnering together because we love the same God. We love the same Bible. And we agree with that admonition. If we see someone suffering, we're going to give them a cup of cold water. We're going to give them food. We're going to bind up their broken hearts and they're suffering. And we're going to bind up their wounds. Hmm. And the, and from a practical point of view, how do we do that? We do it through organizations. And so, thank God, thirty years ago, International Fellowship of Christians and Jews was created, so that now it's strong enough and has enough bandwidth, so that when we are genuinely needed, we can bring the faith perspective in, but give the people who are dying and suffering exactly what it is that they need right now: food. Water, medical supplies, bind up the wounds, but also bind up the brokenhearted. Yes. I, so often I see you, Yale, um, in the TV advertisements. Your arms are around the people who are suffering. Mm. So, yes, it's physical assets, but it's also love. Yes. The Bible is very clear. It says that his banner over us is love. God is always for us. Amen. We, have, we have free will. People reject God, but he is for us. He is for us. And that's why we need to be his representatives now to demonstrate his love to the people of Ukraine.
0: It's such a powerful statement. And I've seen it so often when I go and visit elderly. I bring them a food box and they say, thank you so much. And they're so moved. And I bring them medicine and heat. And for many of them, this is what it means to survive. But then I go and hold their hand and give them a hug. And that's That's when they break down crying.
1: So many people. Because they're alone. They're alone. And what you're saying through the International Fellowship of Christians of Jews is that you are not alone. Mm. God loves you and we do too. And we're coming together to take take care of this deficit that's there and that's what's that's what we're going to continue to do. We aren't going to allow this to continue without weighing in and helping to the best of our ability.
0: Amen. 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 As you know, Dean Bachman, the Ukraine president is Jewish and is a descendant yes. of people who fought the Nazis in World I've War II. I've met him.
1: <laughs> yes. Wow. Tell, yes.
0: So tell us a little bit about him from the inside. What, what, well, he's, your...
1: he's he's a comedian. He's a comedian. <laughs> I met him at the palace and a um, uh, very nice guy and um, very likable, charming. I think somewhat unexpected that he became president. But in this moment, I think the line that all of us remember, at least here in America, is um, he had said to our American president, you know, with great gratefulness for everything that we've given. But he said, um I don't need a ride out to leave my country. What I need is ammo. And uh, while we are not providing that at International Fellowship of Christians and Jews, what we are providing is something even more basic. And that's the security of food. A lot of people have food insecurity. We're here to provide food. We're here to provide the medicines. We're here to provide the basics that people just don't have. And thank goodness, there's a 30 year track record and there's, that's going to continue. People's hearts are touched. They're broken. They're moved. Yeah. They People yeah. want to know, how can I help? Yes. What can I do? Yes. And that's really where it's personal. We talked earlier about how personal this is. It's personal for the people who are suffering. It's personal for us yeah. who are watching. We're yeah. watching this carnage through the TV screen and reading it in newspapers, hearing about it on radio. And it's personal because we don't want to see suffering. That's how God made us because we don't like suffering. We take no joy in suffering. And this is a trusted vehicle where Jews and Christians can co-bingle our assets so that together we're united, together we're stronger, together we can meet the needs that are very real in Ukraine today. Uh, Dean Bachman,
0: you are so inspiring.
1: Everything,
0: everything you say just pierces the heart. You have a you have a real divine calling. I know you. I've heard many stories of you being in huge diplomatic meetings and and God just speaks through you to inspire, to move and to soften the hearts. And you definitely do that for me. So thank you so much. I want to, um, Dean Bachman, I know that you're a a woman of very great faith and there are so many people looking at this crisis and starting to fear what will happen next. I feel both that the world is unified, and that the world is fearful. So coming from a woman of faith like you that I know you've been in very, it could have been scary situations, dangerous situations, and you always stand strong in your faith. How can we step into faith
1: and enter a place of peace right now? Well, I think the best place to go is right back to the Torah, in the Jewish tradition, the Bible and the Christian tradition, but we we both believe in the same Old Testament, every word. And I believe that the Bible is true. I believe what the Bible says about itself. It says that it is God breathed, Mm -hmm. that God gave his word. He gave Torah. Man is on earth, and by that I mean mankind. Man and women are on earth. God is in heaven. But Torah is where man and women and God meet because it's his word that he breathed. It's his love message to all of us. And so faith begins by knowing who God is, and he reveals himself in his word. So if we read his word, and we believe it to be the truth that it is, it's true for all people and all times, If we believe that word, that's where faith rises out. All we have to do is read the Bible and look at all of human history. And we see that the Bible has proved true. The prophecies have proved true. It is the most reliable, authoritative book that there is. And that's why the Bible also teaches us how God loves us, but how we are to love each other. Mm, And he loves us through each other. That's why our relationships are so key that we learn to love each other. And in the time that we have known each other, Yale, that's what I've seen come forth from your heart. You have a heart of love, just like your father had a heart of love. And so again, there's been schisms through, and Christians have been at fault. There's been schisms between the Jew and the Christian. That's what this organization is trying to narrow, that schism. So that together, God wanted, I believe, personally, this is my belief, that God wanted his creation to come together in unity so that together we can be his hands and feet to love others while we're here on this earth. Life is short. It doesn't last very long. Unfortunately, there's evil. Unfortunately, there is sin. But God God is the answer because, again, his banner over us is love. So it may seem simple, it may seem childlike, but I think if we trust the simplicity of his word, that his word is true, and that we, to the best of our ability, try to follow it with his help, then that will be, I think, our best recipe for happiness in our personal lives, but also the best recipe for bringing his love to those who are suffering.
0: I am humbled to know you, and blessed beyond measure to call you a friend and mentor. So thank (laughs) you so much. Thank (laughs) you so much, Dean Bachman, especially at such a time during this turmoil and uncertainty to be with us, to share us your wisdom and to share with us your inspiration and uh, brilliance and faith. Would you like to offer a prayer in closing for the people of Ukraine, for the children and families and the elderly Holocaust survivors and for all Of us, because I know we can use prayers.
1: I'd be highly honored. Thank you. Please join me in prayer. Oh, Father, I thank you that we can boldly come before your throne of grace. Oh, Father, you are the creator of the universe, you're the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. I thank you, oh God, that your banner over us is love. And, Father, as we Christians and Jews and the International Fellowship come together, And as we look with disbelieving eyes at the carnage in Ukraine, Lord, we lift them up. We lift up the suffering of this nation, this nation that's seen suffering for decades and decades, whose people were starved during the years of Stalin. And now here they are once again, going through this difficult time. Oh, Father, would you send your sweet Holy Spirit to be present now with those who are crying, and lonely who don't know where their next meal is going to come from. There are elderly Holocaust survivors right now sitting in a hovel thinking no one cares. Father, would you allow us to show them you care with our love and our money and our willingness to go where we need to go to make sure that the practical helps of life can be given to the elderly Holocaust survivor, to the weeping mother, to the bleeding husband, to the little child who is bewildered. Father, you covered it all. And so we partner with you. We hold onto your hand with childlike faith. We say, oh, holy God, you are who you say you are. Your word is what you say it is. And we trust you, O Lord, that you will overcome this too. We ask all of this in your mighty, powerful, matchless, eternal name. Amen. 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 May it
0: be so. Thank you, Dean Bachman. Thank you so much. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you, Yale. Thank you for listening to the Conversations with Yael podcast. If you like what you have heard, please check out my weekly podcast, Nourish Your Biblical Roots, that explores the Jewish roots of the Christian faith with inspirational and ancient teachings. You can also visit me at mybiblicalroots.org for more of my teachings, videos, blogs, and books. Follow me on Instagram at Yael underscore Eckstein or on Facebook at Yael Eckstein. Shalom and see you next month.